2 Corinthians 5, verse 21. We're teaching on the subject of righteousness. We're talking about the righteousness of God. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 21, it says, For he hath made him, Jesus, to be sin for us. For he, God, has made Jesus to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. So God made Jesus to be our sin. God made him one with our sin on the cross. He shared our sins so that we could, in union with Christ, share his righteousness. What an uh, amazing thing that God has done for us. I call it a divine exchange. Praise God. God exchanged your sin for his righteousness. You got the best end of the deal, right? Praise God. But he got a family restored to him. And so God has given you his righteousness. And we have seen that it was received by faith. In Romans 10, verse 10, For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness. So you believe to get righteous. You believe to receive the gift of righteousness. Because we have seen in the scripture that righteousness is a gift, right? So... For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. Whoever believes on him shall not be ashamed. In other words, when your sin is erased, your shame can be erased from your soul. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, today's title is No Blame, No Shame. The devil is the accuser of the brethren, according to the book of Revelation. And he accuses them before God day and night. But God said we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Hallelujah. So thank God for the blood of Jesus today. And the blood of Jesus, we have... Uh, said as well that it is by faith in the blood that you become the righteousness of God. It's not of works, lest anyone should boast. It is simply by believing on Jesus Christ and putting our faith in that shed blood of Jesus, praise God, through the blood, neither by the blood of goats in, in uh, Hebrews 9 and 12. It says, neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. He didn't go in there with the blood of animals. Like in the Old Testament, the blood of animals was shed. The high priest would take the blood into the holy of holies in the temple, and he would place it on the mercy seat to cover the sins of the people. But our sins, your sins, my sins have been remitted. They've been washed away. And what did we see in the scripture? We saw that God cast them into the depths of the sea. In other words, they were removed. Hallelujah. In Micah 7 and verse 19, it says, He will turn again. He will have compassion upon us. He will subdue our iniquities. And that's what he did in and through Jesus. Through the cross of Christ, through the death of Christ, through the burial of Christ, the resurrection of Christ, and the shed blood of Christ, he has subdued our iniquities. 
He's had compassion on us. And he said, thou wilt cast all their sins into the depths of the sea. Wow. So your sins have been cast into the depths of the sea. In other words, you don't see them. So I would advise you don't go deep sea fishing. Because you know the devil will oblige you. He'll give you a new boat. In other words, not, not really, but you understand. He'll give you the boat, the fishing rods. He'll give you every, all the thing that you need. He'll give you the best guide, uh, somebody that can guide you to that sin. Sometimes he'll use people. Sometimes he'll just speak to your own mind. Sometimes he'll get you to looking at your failures in your past, right? Get, get you to uh, viewing yourself after the flesh and seeing the failures of your past, and he'll start telling you uh, that you're, you're a sinner, and you're this, or you're that, and you did this, or you did that, or you didn't do this, or you should have done that. And you understand, all of this should have, could have, would have, you did a, you did do it. Or, and, and so all of this blame and shame starts coming your way. But thank God for the blood of Jesus that washes it all away. Thank God for the blood of Jesus. Thank God for redemption in Christ. There is a Redeemer, and His name is Jesus, and Jesus has redeemed us from sin. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. And not only has he redeemed us from sin, he has made us righteous. He has remitted our sins. All right, we know it's the devil that does that because we looked at Isaiah 43 and 25. And it says, I, even I am he that blotteth out thy transgressions for mine own sake, and I will not remember thy sins. Put me in remembrance. Let us plead together. Declare thou that thou mayest be justified. So God declares, I, even I am he that blots out your transgressions for my own sake. I will not remember thy sins. So if your sins are coming to your remembrance, in other words, if the devil uh, is bringing it to your remembrance or if it's coming to your remembrance, it's either your flesh, it's your natural reasoning, or the devil. And, of course, the devil, he'll punch every, push every button he can to try to get you into shame and blame and guilt and condemnation. Praise God. The blood of Jesus has washed it away. God says, I will not remember your sins. So we know it's got to be the devil. He's the accuser of the brethren. It can't be God because God says, I don't remember your sins. Meaning I don't hold your sins against you I'm not holding anything against you They were washed away They were cast into the depths of the sea I blotted them out They no longer exist as far as God is concerned He has justified you Therefore we are justified by faith And we have peace with God Through our Lord Jesus Christ That's in Romans chapter 5 verse 2 We've been justified by faith We have peace with God Justified We say it like this Just as if I'd never sinned Hallelujah to Jesus. In other words, God looks at you just as if you'd never sinned before. Hallelujah. He's not looking at you. Well, you did this, you did this, you did this. And he doesn't bring up your past to you. So if it's your past, you know the devil is at work or the flesh is at work. Or sometimes people will bring up your past and bring up what you did. You see what you did? 
You just need to say that man died, that woman died, that person died. They died on the cross with Christ. They died with him. I died with him. I was buried with him. I was raised with him. So I was raised with a new life. And I am a brand new man in Christ. I'm not what I used to be. I'm not what I used to do. My identification is not about what I did. My identification is with Jesus and what he did. And what he did erased what I did. And so thank God the blood of Jesus has blotted out your sins. And you stand before God without a sense of sin, guilt, condemnation, or inferiority. Because Jesus' blood has washed you clean. And he says that you need to put him in remembrance of that. You need to put, he said, let us, let us plead together. So your plead is what? The blood of Jesus. Let us plead together. Let's, let's get together with God. Let's say what God says about you. Let's say what God declares about you. Let's declare with our mouth what God declares about you. When you declare what he declares, when you say what he says, and faith arises in your heart, and faith is released through your mouth, and through your action you believe it in your heart, you say it with your mouth, and you act like it's true, even if you don't feel like it, even if your mind is fighting you, there is a fight of faith sometimes times and you have to fight against your thoughts and your reasoning and you have to fight against the devil the God of this world and sometimes you have to recognize that the devil may use some people but thank God there is no shame because there's no blame hallelujah God's not blaming you he's not shaming you he's erased your dead and said you have not you are not ashamed hallelujah we have no shame hallelujah no blame no shame No guilt over your past. No guilt over yesterday. If you said, Father, forgive me. Wash me in the blood. Then your your sins have been washed away. Praise God. There is no sin today. You are free from sin. You are free from the guilt of your past. Or you are free from sin consciousness. That's living with an awareness of your sin and your past. and, And the guilt of it comes on your mind and on your thoughts and on your life. But thank God you are not guilty. God has declared you to be not guilty. So that means you're free at last. Thank God Almighty. (laughs) Hallelujah. Somebody shout in here. Hallelujah. The Lord is good. Can somebody say the Lord is good? Hallelujah. No shame, no blame, no guilt. In Jesus' name, go with me, please, to Ephesians chapter 1. While you're turning there, I'll remind you of Romans chapter 5, verse 17. It says, for by one man's offense, death reigned by one. By Adam's offense, death reigned by Adam, that one man Adam, by one man's offense or sin, his sin, Adam's sin, caused death to reign over humanity. Much more they which receive the abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall do what? Reign in life by one, Jesus Christ. So we reign in life or in this new life, one translation says. (laughs) I got to laugh because God's good. (laughs) Somebody say, the Lord is good. good. Say it again. The Lord is good. good. All right. So then we are reigning in life by one, Jesus Christ. 
One of the ways that you reign is you make declarations, just like Isaiah 43 says. Declare thou that thou mayest be justified. In other words, your declaration will cause you to live with a consciousness of your righteousness. Your righteousness is not based on what you did. It's based on what he did. Your righteousness, even your good works, is like filthy rags compared to God's righteousness. And we were made the righteousness of what? God. Hallelujah. In Christ Jesus. It's not anything that we've done on our own. It's simply that we believe that Jesus did it for us. Now we're in Ephesians 1. Are you there? Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3, please. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Blessed be the God. We, we ought to get up and bless the Lord, hadn't we, in the morning? What you going to do tomorrow morning? Get up and say, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed me with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. If you're in Christ, you're blessed with all spiritual blessings. We're in heavenly places. The scripture says in Ephesians 2, it says that we've been made alive together with him. And we've been, what? Raised together with him. And we are seated together with him. Praise God. We've been made alive together with Christ. We've been raised together with Christ. We've been seated together with Christ in those heavenly places. And spiritually, your spirit man, your inner man is raised with Christ, raised to life with Christ. You have the very life of Jesus himself. God's very own life is on the inside of you. The same life that raised Jesus from the dead, the same spirit spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells inside of you and he says he quickens or gives life even to your mortal body praise God and frees you from the power and the dominion of sin and sickness thank God you've been delivered from the power of darkness you're seated together with Christ in heavenly places far above all principality and power that's where you are in Christ hallelujah Hallelujah. So he said, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. One of those spiritual blessings would be righteousness, wouldn't it? Because we have discovered it from the scripture. We are the righteousness of God in Christ. So that'd be one of those. We're heirs of God and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. So there's a whole whole lot of stuff that you're an heir to, whole lot of good things, whole lot of spiritual blessings you're an heir to. But right now, we're focusing in on the righteousness of God, and you're seated together with Christ in heavenly places. Praise the Lord. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. They're in union with Christ, according as he hath chosen us in him. Think about it. God has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. That is amazing grace. God has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. 
How could God choose us before the foundation of the world? Because <laughs> he's God. He's God all by himself. He's God and you're not. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God can be God all by himself. Because he's God, he can do this. In his mind, in his, in his foreknowledge, he knew. He knew what Adam was going to do. But he also, in his foreknowledge, come on. In his foreknowledge, he said, Jesus Christ, in Revelation 13, says he was the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Praise God. God had a plan of redemption. I mean, God had a plan. He knows what you're going to do. Hallelujah. But he has a plan of remitting and redeeming you and setting you free. Hallelujah. If you make a failure tomorrow, thank God, God always has a plan. Hallelujah. And it is a plan that's already been consummated in the person of Jesus Christ. And there is an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. And if you sin, if you confess your sins, God is faithful and just to forgive your sin and to what cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Wow. But God says that he was a lamb slain before the foundation of the world. And God says, according as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. And he chose us to, that we would be holy and without blame before him in love. And so when the devil gets out his blame stick and start hitting you on the head. Come on. He starts tapping you on the head and tapping you on your mind. All the blame and all the shame and all the guilt and all that you did or you did this and you should have done that and you wish you had done it, don't you? But you didn't and so you're guilty. The blame thing. Or you start blaming yourself and agreeing with the devil. And agreeing with your flesh and agreeing with your past and agreeing with your sin. The devil is such a liar. He's a manipulator. He's, a, he, he's, he's, he's been doing this a long time. He, he really works at it. He works at it and he's sly. He's, he, he's slick, but he's a liar and he's a thief. And the wisdom of God can help us to get out of the snare if we got in the snare. Get out of the trap if we got in the trap. Get out of the pit if we got in the pit. Thank God Jesus will still dig you out of the pit. Amen. He'll lift you out of the pit. He'll lift you out of of darkness he'll lift you out of deception he'll lift you out of the lies of the devil he'll cause you to rise up and see yourself in Christ again and see yourself the way God sees you see yourself the way God himself sees you God sees you raised and seated together with Christ he chose you you are heaven's choice God chose you in Christ he made you his own workmanship his handiwork his masterpiece and he he put his signature on you and he calls you a Christian. He calls you a Christ person. He calls you a person who is in Christ, union with Jesus. You're one with him. You have his life, his nature, his righteousness. Praise God forever. And he's chosen you in him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You can go to the grocery store and it says choice beef. Yes, 
Some of it's just better than some of the some of it. Some of it's just more tender than others. We want to be the tender-hearted believers. Hallelujah. We don't want. Come on. You've been chosen. You're God's prized possession. You've been stamped by heaven. It's more than a tattoo on your arm. It's a Holy Ghost stamp in your heart. Hallelujah. It's a recreation of your inner man. It's a recreation of your spirit. A recreation of who you are. God has made you a brand new person. A righteous man and a woman in Christ. Hallelujah. (laughs) Without blame. Holy. You say, you mean I'm holy? Ephesians 4.24 says, put on the new man, which after God in God's likeness is created in righteousness and true holiness. Yeah, I mean, in Christ, you are holy in Christ. And you can put on this holiness. You can put on this righteousness. You can put on righteousness like a breastplate of righteousness in Ephesians chapter 6. You can put it on. But you are, you, you got to have it in order to put it on. This is not a wishing and a hoping I had some of these clothes. Come on. Amen. This is, a, this is a reality of who God made you to be in Christ. He made you the righteousness of God in Christ. And he said that you're to put on this new man that is created in righteousness and in true holiness. Somebody shout glory. glory. Hallelujah. 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 You just tell the devil, put that stick away. Get that blame stick out of here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. When I was in the sixth grade, this is when they still paddled and stuff, you know. There was this kid in the class and I had a male teacher, and um, he did something that irritated the teacher. I don't know exactly. I, I, have no, I have no recollection of what he did, but he called him up in front of the whole class. And he said, hold your hand out. Y'all know that hold your hand out thing? And he didn't have that little ruler. He had like a round stick. This sure am going to teach me a lesson. He had this round stick. I think it was abusive, actually, but he had this round stick, and, and he told that kid to hold his hand out. He held his hand out, and he took his hand, and he bent it back like that, and he went back to hit him, and that kid went like that when he did, and, he, and the teacher hit his hand on the desk. <laughs> It was funny, but I did not dare laugh <laughs> out loud. All right, so, and so, thank you, Jesus. I'm not holding my hand out for the devil. 
But if he gets a hold of your hand, you need to say, I'm righteous. Hallelujah. Or if he hits you, come on, you need to get up again. Hallelujah. Righteous man will fall seven times, but he will get up. Get up. Get up. Look at your neighbor and say, get up to heavenly places in Christ. That's where you are. See, that's where you are spiritually, but you got to get your mind, your consciousness where God says you are. Hallelujah. You need to get your mind. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Get your mind in the right place. So get your mind in the right place. Get your thoughts on Jesus. Get your thoughts on what Jesus has done for you. Get your mind on what Jesus. The only way you're going to do that is you're going to have to say what God says regularly. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say it every day. Say, I am the righteousness of God. Say the scripture. He who knew no sin. Just rehearse the scripture. You ought to be able to quote them by the time we get through with this series. Amen. He who knew no sin was made to be sin for me that I might be made the righteousness of God in him. Hallelujah. I'm not outside of him. I'm in him. I'm in union with him. I'm one with him. Jesus lives on the inside of me. Colossians 1.27 says, Christ in us, the hope of glory. Or Christ in you, the hope of glory. So I'm saying Christ in me. You say Christ in me, the hope of glory. Hallelujah. There's great hope. When you lost your hope, there's hope in Jesus. Hallelujah. God can restore it. God can renew your hope. He can renew your your inner man and renew your soul. Thank you, Jesus. We're renewed day by day. Now, what does righteousness do? According to E.W. Kenya, righteousness gives you the ability to stand in the presence of God without a sense of sin, guilt, condemnation, or inferiority. Thank you, Jesus. Everybody shout it out. No blame. No no shame. In Jesus' name. Go with me to Colossians. We're going to Colossians chapter 1, verse 18. Colossians 1 and verse 18. The Lord is good. And he is the head of the body, the church. Now, the church is more than just a building. It's people. The church is the body of Christ. He said, and Jesus is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning. Speaking of Jesus, he is the beginning. The firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have preeminence. So Jesus is referred to as a firstborn from the dead. He's also referred to in Romans 8 as the firstborn among many brethren. So that means Jesus is your older brother. Now, if you're, you know, seven years old and you got a 28-year-old brother, usually the 28-year-old is going to watch out for that seven or eight-year-old. Are you with me? Or if they're five years older, you know, they have some eyes over their kid, brother, right? Well, Jesus is in the, at the right hand of the Father. He's watching out for you. He's watching out for 
the Father's children. God the Father's watching out for you too. Hallelujah. He's your Father. <laughs> I said, He's your Father. Somebody say, God's my Father. Hallelujah. We'll talk about that tonight. God being your Father and we being a part of the family of God. Now here in this verse, it says that he might have preeminence. He is the supreme resurrected king of kings and lord of lords. And his name is above every name that at the name of Jesus every knee must bow. Tongue confess that he is Lord. Somebody say Jesus is Lord. Verse 19, for it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. All fullness. He is the fullness of the Godhead bodily, the scripture says. And we are complete in him. It pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. Verse 20. And having made peace through the blood, how did he do that? How did he make peace with God for us? Peace through the blood of his cross, by the blood of Jesus Christ, by the blood of Jesus Christ, by him to reconcile all things unto himself. By him I say, whether they be things in earth or things in heaven, by him to reconcile all things unto himself. By him, I say, whether they be things in earth or things in heaven, everything reconciled to him. God never has changed. He's always been the same. He didn't need to be reconciled to us. We needed to be reconciled to him. And he has reconciled all things to himself. And you... That were sometimes alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works. Yet now hath he reconciled. God has reconciled. Reconciled means to restore to a place of favor and friendship with God. In the body of his flesh through death. To present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. Wow. Jesus went to the cross. Jesus shed his blood. God has reconciled us to himself. God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing or counting their trespasses unto them. That's in 2 Corinthians. But Amplified Bible says, not imputing or counting But he said, canceling them, canceling your sin debt. Wow. How good is God? He said that we, through the body of his flesh, through death, to present you and me holy, unblameable, and unreprovable in his sight. Well, if you're holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight, then you are holy, unblameable, unreprovable in anybody else's sight. Now, they may not see you that way, but as far as God's concerned, you are that way. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The key is that you see yourself the way God sees you, holy, unblameable, unreprovable in the sight of the Father. Father God sees you holy. Father God sees you unblameable. Father God sees you when the devil is accusing you. Who are you going to believe? We're going to believe the Father God's report. Whose report will you believe? We're going to believe the report of the Lord. We're going to to believe that when we believe on Jesus and we confess Jesus Christ as the Lord, when we do that, then we are saved, then we are are righteous, then we have this gift of righteousness through faith in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody say, I am the righteousness of God. In Christ Jesus, I am holy, unblameable, unreprovable in the sight of the Father. In Jesus' name, let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you for the Holy Spirit within and upon us. We thank you for the Holy Spirit teaching us. Thank you for the Holy Spirit living in us, reminding us, ever reminding us of who we are in Christ, of what, God, you have done for us in Jesus and through Jesus. And, Lord, we worship you today. We worship you with our spirit, with our hearts. We worship you with our minds. We worship you with our bodies. We worship you with our voice. We worship you. We've chosen Jesus because you, Father, chose us. You loved us first. You loved us when we were not lovable. You loved us while we were yet sinners. You loved us. You sent your son to Jesus to die for us. Jesus, you gave your life for us. And we are forever eternally grateful, Father, for this eternal redemption. Worthy is the Lamb of God. Worthy is the Lamb of God. Worthy is the Lamb of God. Lift up your hands just for a minute just to worship Him. Worthy is the Lamb of God. Worthy is the Lamb of God. Worthy is the Lamb. You can play that song, Worthy is a Lamb. Just play it. Worthy is the Lamb of God. Worthy. He is worthy. He's worthy every day, every moment. He's not just worthy when we come to church. He's worthy at night. When you go to bed, He's worthy when you awake. He's worthy throughout your day. He's worthy. Worthy is the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. His flesh was ripped and torn. His body was so mangled. But His spirit was made sin. He was made sin on the cross in the body. 
He took our sin. He suffered our sin. He tasted our death. He shed his blood so that God could give us this very gift of life eternal, of righteousness that comes from Father God, comes from no other. Lord, we acknowledge Jesus' blood has washed us. We acknowledge Jesus' blood has cleansed us. We acknowledge Jesus' blood has made us whole. We acknowledge, Lord, the blood of the Lamb, the blood of the great, great I Am. Jesus' blood has washed us clean. Worthy is the Lamb of God today. We worship you, Jesus. With our voice, we will bless you. With our songs, we will bless you. With our hearts, Lord, we will bless you. With our soul, we will bless you. With our all, Lord, we will bless you. With our hands, we will bless you. Lord, we will bless you in the morning. We will bless you in the evening. We will bless you all the day long. We will bless you. You are worthy, Jesus, of our praise. dead he's alive he's seated at the right hand of the father and he's still making intercession for us there in that place he's standing for you thank you Lord Jesus Jesus